Welcome to the Chief Executive Connector Podcast, where you will learn to build a world-class network and how the future of business development is community creation. My name is Pablo Gonzalez. I will be your host on this ride, and by following along, you will learn how I bring a bunch of different, interesting, super talented, wonderful people into my life, how I use that skill set of connecting with each other to build a business, and more importantly, how I learn from each and every person I come across to add valuable skill sets, add valuable perspective, and add valuable access to my life. It's gonna be a blast. You're gonna meet some of the most fascinating people that you've ever heard of, and you're gonna get to learn from each and every one of them. Hit subscribe. I want you in my life. I wanna be part of yours. I'm obsessed with adding value and we're gonna have a blast doing it. Now, I'm gonna kick it off with a little song by one of my best friends band from Miami, Florida, The Stiltsville. One, two, I want a two, I want two. So make sure you listen to all the episodes, which brings us to the beginning of this, our first episode. Thanks for being here. This is just a sneak preview. This is a podcast appearance I was on with my buddy, Anthony LaJoy on the LaJoy for Life podcast. And I have this as a preview of Get to Know Me. So if you haven't heard from me in a while, this was recorded around April. So I've changed a lot since then, but it's a pretty good insight into who I am and what I'm about. So I'll let Anthony take it away from here, give his podcast a listen. He's awesome. La Joyful Life Podcast. I'll put it in the show notes. And without further ado, the sneak preview episode of the Chief Executive Connector Podcast. Buddy, we are rocking and rolling. Let's make it happen. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Joyful Life Podcast. This is Pablo Gonzalez. Did I say it right? Pew, pew. Yeah, Pablo Gonzalez. Pablo Gonzalez. However you want to say it. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm when good. you say it with an accent, uh-huh. that's that's fire right there. When I say it with an American accent? No. Because no. when I say Pablo Gonzalez, that's just how it's pronounced. Say it again. My name is Pablo Gonzalez. You oh. killed my father. Prepare to die. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a mix between... Between Princess Bride and Antonio Banderas. Like <laughs> yes, Antonio Banderas and Desperado is how I've lived my life. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, sorry. Let me let me uh, re- rewind here. This is what our conversations are like. Uh, Pablo is uh, one of the best networkers I know. The guy is fire. He's genius when it comes to networking. Um, and you're also very talented in some other areas, but. Um, Side note, disclaimer, if you hear some noise in the background, we are at a coffee shop. 
Uh, we were at Black Crow Coffee in St. Petersburg, Florida. So shout out to Black Crow. Cheers. Cheers. Um, this coffee is delicious. But cold brew. Mm-hmm. So uh, today. Um, on the Joyful Life Podcast, we are going to be talking about uh, networking and uh, some tips to uh, becoming a better networker when you go out to events, or when you go out to a coffee shop, when you go out to a bar, when you go out to a restaurant, wherever you are, you're constantly meeting new people, and uh, that's always a new opportunity uh, to make new connections. And um, that's actually how we met, was at networking, uh, well, like, kind of funnel hacking live but during a networking event. So when you go to these things, always be on the lookout, always be um, you know, looking to, to meet new people. And uh, so that's what we're gonna talk about today. And um, Pablo's an absolute genius on this. So my man, welcome to the Joyful Life Podcast. Happy to be here, man. So, you know, I, I, I find that people get interested in the business world. People, when I tell them I'm a professional networker, they're like, ooh, what's that? And I never expected it. But then there's also another another there's also another population that I've encountered that here's networking and here's something negative, right? Like how are how am I trying to get something out of people? So for the listeners, I would just like to say we're gonna talk about how relationship building enriches your life. Right? Like how your life gets better through the more people that you add to it, the more the more people you meet and the people that you bring in. Happiness I was listening to a Freakonomics podcast not that long ago with Dan Gilbert, who's a happiness expert. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, he asks him, so what's the key to happiness, right? Yeah. And Dan Gilbert says, there's, there's a lot of things, right? There's a lot of correlating factors, but the number one correlating factor to happiness, meaning if you ask somebody and they say they're happy, chances are that this is also true, is having deep, meaningful relationships in their life. Right, so to me, Correct. to me, this stuff is just the key to happiness. Yeah, and it leads to business, which is fantastic too. Which is how I've been able to, you know, overcome all my other things that I'm not great at through this. Yeah, well, you have a cool story. So Pablo is a professional networker. That's what he does. Um, well, you, I guess you're kind of getting transitioning into that right now. But that is that is a, that's a that's a a line of work that I had never heard of honestly before. I I knew people are good at networking, of course, but. To be a professional networker is cool, and then we talked a little bit about your uh, your corporate background. So you kind of come from that shirt and tie, go to the office nine to five type schedule. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your background and, uh, and give the give the folks at home a little bit of that. Sure, sure. So I graduated college two thousand three. The world was under construction. Right. I never thought that I was going to go into construction growing up. I don't come from. I come from a pretty affluent family where my dad barely knows how to change a light bulb. So I was at a career fair at UF, ran into this guy that I hadn't seen because I studied abroad and that got me in this conversation with a guy that was a VP of HR for a Fortune 500 company. I had no idea. Got me into this manager and training role for a Fortune 200 company in the construction realm that really formed me as a professional because they they just taught me soup to nuts everything that goes into running a construction business from being an insulation installer in the summer of Miami because the first guy that I worked under was a real old school guy and he just made me go out and work (laughs) through sales through management all this stuff that then got me to Southern California where after about a little bit under two years I took over the Orange County division of this national contractor Uh, at the time, I was 
you know, I walked into an operation where I was probably had about 100 people under me doing about 11, 12 million bucks a year in business. Mm -hmm. Grew that to about 150 people doing about $50 million a year in business. Then my company came out with this high-performing home program that we were guaranteeing energy costs and comfort inside a house. That led to this partnership with GE that was about green building, mm -hmm. and they presented with us this. They presented us this program about how we're going to save all these trees and save all this water by building these really, really well-built homes, which I was all in for. I've always been super into sustainability. I, I felt kind of lost in my corporate job of what am I really doing here? You know, what I'm, what good am I doing to the world? So I wanted to take charge of that. I went up to the vice president and moved me out there. You know, pitched myself to say, hey, I want to be a part of this. They allowed me to dabble in it if I could if I could make it work. I made it work. Uh, at, at one point, they told me, all right, this is this has enough this has enough momentum that you can dedicate yourself to it full time, but you got to replace yourself. So mm -hmm. I spent about six months replacing myself out of my operation in Orange County by figuring out that economy shrinking. The guy in San Diego has, a, has another operation. He can manage it remotely. If I can just get my management team speaking his language, right? So that was all about communication and figuring out how to communicate downwards, get everybody on the same page. That took me a while, but it was a great learning experience. Then February 2018, I started doing this. By April 2018, uh, 2008, sorry, the, the world ends in construction, right? I have to transition. Sure does. Yeah, I have to transition. And luckily, I... Being out there and talking to a lot of people, I found out about this program of how to retrofit energy efficiency into existing homes and existing buildings. Made a partnership with a contractor that I knew over there. Went to work on that, and I was all set to start my own business in Southern California, where my dad hit me up and goes, "Hey, man, you can be one of the 200 guys in Southern California doing this stuff. You can come back down to Miami, or you can come back to Miami, which, by the way, is the youngest Hispanic person in my family. Well, the youngest person in, my, in a Hispanic family." Right. It was really weird that I left the nest, right? Oh, okay. And at this time, I'm already 28, and it's still just very foreign to my parents that I'm not living within a mile of them, like my brother and sister did. They're all married with kids, and I'm not at that stage. Okay. So, but what he told me made sense. He says, you can be the guy in Miami as opposed to one of the 200. And by the way, I just played golf with this developer that's building the first green certified high-rise in Miami. He wants to take your call. I was on a plane. I made a, I made a deal with him, started my green building company. Within two years, my biggest customer acquired me. I went in-house as director of sustainability, super cool job, super cool role in the hospital builder, university builder, school builder, right? These big public projects. Yeah. And, and simultaneously, I got really involved in the community, mm -hmm. which allowed me to transition from Mr. Sustainability Guy when I was when I became bored of it, and I realized it wasn't really part of the core concept of the company. They just wanted to say that they had a guy like me to yeah. Mr. Business Developer because I was able to leverage the connections I made from being involved in the community to host these events where I would profile these developers. I would reach out to them and say, Mr. Developer, you're developing this, this project that I find really interesting. I want to put you on a panel with a politician on the board of one of my charities, a land use attorney that I've known for a long time because of the civic engagement stuff. I think it's going to be good for you to know these people. We're yeah. going to talk about your project to the young professionals of Miami to see what the future of Miami is, right? So right. as soon as I started doing that, all of a sudden these people want to do business with me, surprise, surprise, because I'm, I'm adding value to their life. That then turned me into a, a legitimate business developer in the eyes of the, of, of the people that, I, that, that used to see me just as this green building hippie guy.
<laughs> and, um, and, and, and then when I found out, you know, when I, when I ran into Gary Vee and his message, I realized what he's saying is what I've been doing. This whole give, 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 and at some point you receive mm -hmm. is exactly, yeah. exactly what I've been doing. This is my proof of concept. As luck would have it, another connection of a connection, talking to this person about their Amazon software for sellers. I was telling him how I business develop. He got enamored with my community building through business development uh, message and, and, and formula and what I'm doing. So I ended up leaving the construction industry, forming this partnership. We suffered a bunch of really technical issues with the software that's not my specialty. Uh, but, yeah. but my vision of business development works really well in the sense that what we did was he had about 300 users on his platform. We reached out to the 15 most successful users, turned them into a community, right? We turned it into what we called our tribe, added a bunch of value through these mastermind calls that I would moderate and, and help people through, helped everybody grow their business. Six months later, we got them to travel to Panama with us and pay us to go to Panama with us, where we had a live mastermind, where we learned a bunch about the business to make the storefront work. Then six months after that, we had a live event where all of our other customers could come and learn from these people what they've learned from in it. So it, it created yeah. this uh, ball of goodwill that led to that led to increased cash flow when the product was diminishing. And left that partnership at the end of December, proved my concept, and this is what I want to do full time. This is everything that I have done that has succeeded for me has come from meeting people meeting somebody else, connecting them together, providing a value where the, the sum is greater than, 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 the, than the individual parts. And it's worth in construction, it's worth in software, and I want to tell this message to the world. And the way I do it is by networking, by meeting yeah. more and more people, continuing to introduce more and more people, plug the holes for them. I get up on stage, I talk about networking. The, before I left Miami, I, I gathered the four causes that I stewarded and created what I call my little TED Talk of okay. why everybody needs to network, how to do it properly, and tips and tricks of someone that has obsessively thought about how to build relationships with people since I'm three years old, and it's all I do. I like, to, I like to say that this is my tool. The way that Kobe works on his game is the way that I have worked on how to make friends with somebody really quickly and then get into their life. So that 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 is, I have studied it, I have implemented things that I've learned from it, I have a billion reps in it, I've refined the process, and this is my value that I want to give to the world now, and that is the platform that I'm launching now with Connected Follow. That's a, uh, that, that's a great idea, it's a great uh, platform, it's a great idea, uh, story, but um, one of the things that really struck me right off the bat from meeting you, um, but it, it was a very random, this, Walked up, this guy walks up, sets his bag down. Hey, what's up, man? And just like picks up a drink. I think we were, there was some food there and whatnot. And just starts talking. And I'm like, who is this guy? And like, I almost had the thought of like, did I, did I meet you before? Or, um, but you are a very genuine person. And that, so it's a natural calling for you to do this type of thing. Um, but there are some people out there who are more introvert. Mm. For example, you may not think this about me, okay? But uh, if I go to, we're here at the coffee shop, right? If I'm here by myself, I'm the guy that's gonna sit in the corner and I'm, I'm gonna watch everything. If, I, if someone's interesting, if, uh, if, if someone strikes up a conversation, boom, I'm in it, right? 
if I if I know someone if if they are friendly you know back to me I, I'm into the conversation but to walk up and strike up a conversation I'm actually more of an introvert unless I'm with someone else if I have a, a second person with me then I kind of play off of them and, and you know I can talk to anybody so I'm curious for someone like me or for someone who is a serious introvert very shy do you have some tips when you get to a public place, to a networking event, and say, hey, I've got to grow my business. I'm really good at, you know, doing the behind-the-scenes work, but I need to grow my business, and I can't afford to pay a salesman. Yeah. Throw, throw some tips out there. Okay. To the nation. The first thing I like to start, when somebody, I get asked this question a lot. Yeah. you got to start with the why, right? You're not, if you're an introvert and this doesn't come naturally to you, I have to convince you why this is worth your time. Right, you know, not everybody likes to work out, but you know you have to do it, mm -hmm. right? You, you, know that, you, you know that eating healthy is better for you. Somebody has convinced you of the why, or else you are out of shape and not taking care of yourself. Everybody take care of, is doing it for a reason, right? So, a couple of things I like to say on the why piece. Everybody talks about investing, right? I don't know if you invest, I don't know if you have a portfolio or anything like that, but it's, it's common knowledge that if you're investing your money, you need to have a diversified portfolio so that it grows well and it grows sustainably and all these things. What's more valuable than money? Time. And? People. People. Right? Nah, I feel kind of bad. No, true. I no, know no. That. no time, is, time is true. Time is okay. more valuable than money, so is people, right? Right. But nobody thinks of it as that. Nobody, no, no, everybody thinks, oh no, I've got my people and I have my time that I already have allotted. You don't think of it as, as diversifying your, your portfolio of the most valuable things when it's so natural to think, yeah, with, with money I have to do it. Why wouldn't you do it with things that are way more valuable? So this real estate investor, uh, this real, a, a Wall Street broker called Nassim Tlaib wrote a, wrote a book called The Black Swan. Right, and a black swan event is something that happens in history or in your life that you couldn't see coming that irrevocably changes the course of your life forever. Mm -hmm. And he created this whole investment philosophy based on that, of exposing your portfolio to you know, life sciences stocks and tech stocks for like a small minority of it and then having super, super safe on the rest. So you have this huge upside while everything else is very safe. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how living in New York is so expensive and one of the reasons why is because it's worth your while because you have to interact with so many people all the time. And interacting yourself with so many people all the time exposes yourself to a black swan event. It exposes yourself to something that can change your life forever, right? There's yeah. positive and negative black swans. And a positive black swan is this relationship, right? The fact that I walked up to you at Funnel Hacking Live, who knows where this is gonna lead, Right. Maybe we're, you know, maybe you and I are on a on a on a TV have our own TV network at one point, and so like I have no doubt in my mind that you and I are going to be friends for a long time, yeah. and that we're going to funnel each other business and, and 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 get to know each other really really well as we've been doing since since we've met. So you have to you have to view yourself when you're when you're meeting people and networking not just as like hey, I'm just going up and introducing someone. What you're doing is systematically exposing yourself to positive black swans. Yeah. And you are, you are purposefully curating, creating and curating your own community. It's very, people think that, people feel very stuck. If you, if you grow up with the same group of friends that you've always had, as you get older, it starts kind of diminishing as people, as life takes you in different ways. So you can either let that happen to you, or you can purposefully 
create this community around you and pick who you want in your life. And the only way you're going to get to pick who you want in your life and, and, and create this bubble around you is by purposefully meeting people and, and adding and being open to that, being open to these positive experiences that happen. Mm -hmm. So that's the why, right? This, this is, and, 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 and when it comes specifically to conferences, People go to these conferences thinking, oh, I'm going to go see Gary Vee, and I'm going to go see, you know, who, who do we see? Dean Grazioni and all these guys. And you think you're going for the content. And, and the truth is, we, we went to like a five-day conference. It had some of the best content I've ever seen. I've taken, I took about three things from there that I'm implementing in, in five days. Oh, yeah. It was a ton of, ton of, uh, of, of value. Yeah, that. ton of value. But I also took back 40 people that I've met and those people yeah. are really, really changing my life. Mm -hmm. The ability to, for me to be, as I'm launching this business, to be on your podcast, to get exposed to your network, and, and me be able to introduce you to other interesting people so that you can grow your podcast, right? That's really changed the game for me. So people go to these conferences to, to learn from the content, but what they realize is that the real, real value is in the people that you meet, because one person can just 100x your life very easily through one introduction. Yeah. Um, so, so that's where the real, real value lies, right? So now let's talk about when you're an introvert. Yeah. Pick up lines. <laughs> <laughs> so you come here often? <laughs> when you're an introvert, you, you kind of touched on this. Introverts have an inherent advantage in that they are very good at observing a room. Yes. Right? And, and an extrovert like me, Listen, I have an advantage in the fact that I have no problem walking up to anybody and striking up a conversation like I've you done do my not. entire life. You do not. Zero. <laughs> that being said, I've gotten better at it because I've, I've gotten in tune with the why. And, and, and second, I also, I struggle, I had to learn to just shut up sometimes and let the person talk so that I could figure out how we can build a relationship. While introverts, you're walking in, you, you, you've already been able to observe. Introverts are generally very good at listening to someone speak and then summarizing what it is because they're they're so focused on that person because they're not thinking about what they're going to say next and and that is an inherent advantage yes and the key to networking and building relationships is not to approach it in a way of what can i get out of it you have to approach it in a way of how can i add value to this person so as an introvert you already have the skill set of being able to listen and evaluate and, and the, key to, the key to good networking is being able to ask good questions, being able to understand the value of the person that you're speaking to, so then you can then connect them to the value that they can provide or someone that can provide value for them. Yeah. Right? So, in a coffee shop, a little bit different. In a conference or a networking event, if you're thinking about adding value and you see the person that you see at all of these types of events, like I saw you, I saw you standing at a table by yourself. Mm -hmm. Just looking around, you look happy. I was, cool. fill, I was filling my face with chicken nuggets, that's You're why I was happy. <laughs> okay, anybody that knows me knows I love to eat. <laughs> and those chicken nuggets were delicious. Oh, they were fire. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we were in Nashville, right? Hot chicken. Oh my gosh, that's right, they were spicy. Yeah. Ah, so, but we digress. So I see you at this table and I think to myself, even if you weren't eating chicken nuggets, even if you were checking your phone, I don't think to myself, this guy's really here checking his phone. He's just looking into his phone or he's by himself at a networking event. He went to a networking event on purpose to meet people. So if he's by himself and I walk up to you and I introduce myself to you and say, hey, I th I'm pretty sure I walked up to you and said, hey man, you want some company? That's, that's how I approach people yeah, that are at a like table that. by themselves usually. Uh -huh. 
that by itself is adding value to someone's life, right? You are there to meet people. Great point. So if so if you walk up to somebody and there's at, at, in every like one day networker and every conference networker and every conference there's always somebody that's just like walking around in the corner looking at their phone or walking around aimlessly pretending like they're looking for someone but they're not really looking for anybody they're just walking around trying to not feel awkward. That person, if you introduce yourself to them, the feeling that they get is like, oh my god, thank god. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. All right. And, and, and then I can stop sweating now. Yeah. 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 Oh, I don't. I don't feel like the outsider. Look, I have my own little community, right? Exactly. Community itself exactly. is an inherent value you provide to people. So if you can, if you can think about it in the sense that you're really doing a favor and adding some value to someone's life, and because I'm an introvert, I'm really good at observing what they need, and then and then we can get into a conversation and we can talk about stuff that matters, and I can bounce back and forth, not just tell me yeah. what you do, but like tell me what you're passionate about and what you're there yeah. for and what you're seeking in life. Yeah, because that that's a great question, right? Because some people, I I'm I'm one of the some, okay, that we say things like, oh, uh, what do you do for work? Right, and that's probably that's, that's a really common question to ask. I think when you, especially when you're meeting somebody, yeah. but a few people have asked me, like what you just said. So, what are you passionate about? And that is that's a whole different step, because um, you know, let's say I'm passionate about uh, you know being a movie star, right? I live in a spot where okay. Um, you know, I don't know if I can really get into that, but that's what I'm passionate about. I love to act, but I know I can't make money off it, right? Yes. So, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I should say that. You deserve yeah. to be on the big screen. I'm just going to throw it out there. Thanks, You're man. You're a five-tool athlete right? in, in, in the performance space. Just throwing it out. Appreciate it. Uh, but, yeah, so that's, that's something completely different. And now, you know, when people ask me that, I say, well, matter of fact, I have a podcast, right? I have a brand, and, it, and this is what I'm passionate about. So what you do for work and what you're passionate about does not need to be the same thing. And, and that's an interesting point to make. Yeah, and how much more interested are you about talking about your podcast and your brand Talk than about you it all are day. about your day job? Talk about it all day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, asking people what you do, not, not, the, best way, not the best way to start. It's, it's a clutch. No. It's, it's, it's a crutch. I'm sorry. It's a crutch. People, people have that as a crutch. And you'd be surprised, I just moderated this table on, on networking, at a networking event for this real estate group that I'm working with. And it's so hard to get people talking about something that isn't their work. It's, we went around the table and I said, all right, everybody has a name tag on, you don't have to tell me your name. And I also don't want to know what your job is. I want you to stand up, tell me what you're here for, and tell me what sets your soul on fire. And about a third to a half of the table, all they did was talk about, well, I'm a demolition contractor and uh, I love uh, doing shell work for, you know, house. I'm like, come on, man, you're cheating. You're not, you're not doing what I told you to do. Yeah. Right? Practice, practice talking about things that aren't about, that, that aren't work mm -hmm. so that you can really build genuine relationships with people. Because at these networking events, at these conferences, when you first meet somebody, listen, you might be, you might be looking for clients. Cool. But you're not gonna run up, walk up to someone, give them a business card. They're gonna be like, "Oh, this is the shell contractor I've been looking for. There's no other shell contractors in the world. Take my business." Yeah. You know. So really, what you're trying to do is strike a relationship that's genuine mm -hmm. with someone, and then in the follow-up, you can close some business, right? You're never gonna close on the first one, so you're much better off. You're, the follow-up is essential, or else it's not gonna work. So you're much better off in the first step being liked and connecting yeah. and feeling like you have something in common that you can talk about so that when I say, yo, let's go grab some coffee, you're like, dude, I'd love to grab coffee with Pablo because talking to him is great. And yeah. then at that point, 
so so it's not oh I'm gonna go talk to Pablo about his like contract shell company. That's, you know nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, we're just we're getting we're getting coffee. Yeah, yeah, and talking about life. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, although mentioned demolition, right? Some people that does set their soul on fire. Chip from uh, from Fixer Upper, Chip and Joanna. Dude, have you seen how excited that guy gets on Demolition Day? It's like, it's a clip in every one of their episodes. He's like, today's Demolition Day! He yeah. freaks out about it. Yeah. Which is hilarious. I love that guy, by the way. I Can we get a vote right now? Uh, cutest couple in America. <laughs> Chip and Joanna. Oh, I thought you were... No. I, I thought you were... Son. <laughs> son. Oh, please. Because I'm married, Anthony. I'll have yeah. you know, to a, to a lady. Yes. And, uh, and that's, that is my goal as well. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, it's okay if it isn't, by the way. I'm very open minded. I, I, um, I'm very, uh, very, very, very admirable of the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. So, um, moving forward. So, that was a, a good little bit about if you are introvert, some, some ideas to do there. Um, I like just being honest with that person and walking up, hey, do you want company, right? Mm -hmm. Interesting uh, little story, little snippet. I was at the grocery store the other day, and uh, I'm walking through it at the, at the checkout, right? And there's a lady in front of me checking out. And um, the, the, the dude doing the bagging, he was, I think it was pro probably high school. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of bad at then, five ages. But uh, <clears throat> he goes, excuse me. Can I pay you a compliment? And the lady goes, yeah. And he goes, you are very pretty. And she's like, oh, you're so sweet. And that was interesting to me because I thought, how many times, um, and I, quite honestly, I really think that uh, I pick up lines, okay? I, I don't do them. I, I, th I think they're stupid, but I will use them in a conversation. Be like, oh, worst pickup line ever. Go, right? But how many times do we hear about, you know, people walking up and just saying like, oh my gosh, your eyes are gorgeous or something, right? And they're just trying to be cheesy about it. But that was one of the most genuine compliments I've heard in a long time. Because he he felt compelled enough to tell her, but he wanted to ask her her, her permission first, right? He didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable or anything. And I thought, how cool is that? We should do that more often I, with people. I listen, I... I'm a very loving person. I, 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 I genuinely want to make best friends with everybody that I meet. Oh, and, yeah. and that makes me be a very complimentary person because I find I find the treasure in everybody very quickly. Or at yeah. least I talk myself into finding treasure. I, I, it's a mindset, right? And, right. I, and, and I'm fortunate that I was born with it. But you're right. We don't compliment people enough. You, you, you'd be surprised how much, how far a compliment goes. And, and specifically to networking, if you were connecting two people, and, and I've realized this pretty recently, but just a Facebook message or an email or a text, when you're connecting two people and what you're doing is saying, hey Anthony, I wanna connect you to my buddy Joe. Joe is the funniest guy I know, he does X, Y, Z, and I met him this way and I think you're gonna love him. Joe, I wanna, meet you, I wanna introduce you to Anthony. Anthony's got the best pipes in the business. I heard him sing Rocket Man and he's gonna blow your mind if you ever get to that point, but he, you guys should talk about this. I hope you guys connect, I think you guys are gonna be good buddies. Yeah. That sets somebody up on a platform where they're like, oh my God, he just made me feel super special. The person that got the message about you is like, all right, this guy's cool. Like he's already validated. Yeah. And, and you already feel this, right? Like it's this, 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 this overarching effect of 
man, look at all this positivity. Everybody's being complimented. Yeah. We should be friends. Like, yeah. And I should be friends with Pablo, too, because look how good he just made me feel. Mm-hmm. You know, people remember how you make me feel. Right? That's a, that's a That's so true. That is so true. Um, to- totally shifting gears. Please. Okay. Uh, we talked a little bit before the podcast about the spiritual, physical, emotional, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, as many of you know, that, that that's what brought me back from the brink of how I feel it, you know, when I mm-hmm. had my back injury and depression and started studying up and literally focusing on those four things is what made me really feel like who I am now. Um, a lot of those fundamentals, you know, were instilled in me as a, as a child with my parents raising, but um, just the, the my approach to every day, my, my gratitude, right? I, I take no day for granted now and I'm so thankful for for every bit of health every morning I wake up with no back pain I go thank God for another amazing day right Um, we talked a little bit about that Mm -hmm. total health before the podcast Mm -hmm. elaborate a little bit on that what your what your opinions are on total because you know you're like you mentioned we know we got got to go to the gym right you and I are both kind of we're we're healthy people Mm -hmm. we aren't you know the biggest meathead in the gym but we're we're healthy. You might not. Right? I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're. you I, I go to a child's gym, but I'm the biggest. <laughs> I'm the biggest meathead. I'm the biggest meathead at the gym. So you go to the daycare <laughs> to work yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. You never, you never lifted Lego blocks, Brett. Um, I did when I was a child, but uh, when I grew to be a man, I put away the things of a child. Mm. Well, I carry the things of a man. It's in the Bible, and the bro. Child. Read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Elaborate. Man, we're all over the place. But I told you this is gonna be a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um I follow this guy Jesse Itzler. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's he's my he's yeah. my new favorite. Right. Okay. And, and by my new favorite I mean it's been over a year that I'm totally on this guy's uh fan train. Okay. He says this thing called if you have health, you have hope, and if you have hope, you have everything. Yeah. If you got time, if you got time to act. All you need is health in order to be able to act. So you need to focus on you need to focus on what makes you healthy. And what makes you healthy, you've heard the expression you are what you eat. I'd like to expand that to we are what we consume. Right? Mm. Anything anything our inputs are what our outputs turn into. Yep. There is nothing there's nothing that you know so I I think it's something like every seven years, your cells are completely, you're a completely different person because your cells have all regenerated or something. You yeah. probably know more about this. You're more of a, of, 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 of that space health. Yeah, no, I've heard the exact thing, yeah. And, and I think that what you're eating, what you're breathing, what you're drinking, what you're watching, what you're reading, the people that you have around you that are affecting you, all of that are your inputs. Amen. And and those are the building blocks that you use to create your physiology, your mentality, your spirit, all these things. So you need to focus. You need to be purposeful about what those inputs are. You need to have energy to get. I like to say, you know, you need mindset, energy, and action in order in order in order to be deliberate about things. Yeah. You need to have. You need to have your mind right and be looking for something that, that you are trying to implement that sets your soul on fire, that invigorates you, that, that motivates you to act. You need that. Without the energy to do that, you can't implement that. Mm-hmm. So, so you need to be thinking about the physical piece as well, and that is what you eat, what you drink, what you breathe, 
and and then and then putting using those building blocks and then doing the exercise, doing the doing the breathing, the meditation, whatever 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 gets your body moving yeah. in a way that you are turning those inputs into good outputs. Sure. And then you need the action, right? You need yeah. you, you need to take action on stuff. And if we're if we're being perfectly honest, I've had this real good mentality my whole life. Mm-hmm. As I get as I focus more on health and 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 being in shape, you see the perfect correlation to then getting to that to that last piece, right? If if you have the mentality piece and you have the health piece, the action piece becomes infinitely easier. And if I'm gonna be very honest, that action piece is the hardest part for me. I, 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 I tell people all the time, I mean, not all, I've started telling people because I'm trying to just own who I am, but I'm a world-class opener, right? I can, I can start something great. I can make a relationship real quick. I, in school, I would always ace my first test, and then second test comes around, and maybe I don't show up because I did so well on the first one. And then, you know, so I, I like to say I'm a world-class opener and I'm kind of a mediocre closer, and I'm working on that piece. Okay. But, but that's the action piece, right? You gotta, you gotta bring it all together. You have to, you have to be able to, you have to have your mind right, your body right, to then act, and 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 you have to devote the energy and, and, and devote all these inputs and these building blocks to then executing on that piece. So have some kind of thing where you're, you're moving your body daily, as you know. Yeah. The, the inputs that you put in your body will allow you to move your body daily more effectively. The, yeah. the habits that you build. I, I, I've started building anchor habits. Okay. So that, especially right now, in this, in this entrepreneurship world where you have this totally blank canvas, it's, it's been proven that human beings hate making choices. How hard is it to buy milk at Whole Foods? There's a hundred different types of hundred different types. You yeah. sit there and you look at it and you're like, that's off. Whereas if you walk into Publix, it's like skim, 2%, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll take skim, cool, let's roll. Yeah, you go to Whole Foods, thank God I can read, because I got to read all, every bit of the, the nutrition yeah. label. Yeah, and you, and, mm. you, and you get overwhelmed by it, right? So it's not, it's not our, when, as, as we evolve as humans, the choice was easy. I need to get up and go find food all day or else I'm not going to survive. So I right. need to devote my energy into that. I don't have a lot yep. of choices to make. Now in this world, we have a bajillion choices to make. Yeah, so, so, many. so you need to you need to anchor yourself around habits that, when you are kind of going off the deep end, you feel like this can bring me back. So I've started adding a, a habit per month to my life, which started with meditation, ten minutes of meditation. There's apps out there, right? I, I use the yeah. Calm app, okay. which I just turn it on. Ten minutes I meditate. Sometimes I feel like I meditated really well. Sometimes I feel like I was thinking about work the whole time while meditating. Whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm still doing it. Then I started journaling for 10 minutes after meditating. I've actually inversed that. So I journal first, get my mind empty, and then I meditate. And then I started adding running back into my life, which is something that I had been missing yeah. for, for like five, six years. I, you know, now I can, we can finish this right now and go for a five mile run, we're good. Right. And, and I had been at that point in my life before, but I had lost that completely because I focus more on surfing and other things. And I still focus on surfing because that's what sets my soul on fire. Yeah, but I can't do that. it every day. Yeah. I, you know, like the waves have to be there. <laughs> that's true, yeah. So, so you know, you add, you add these like anchor habit to your life so that if you start going too far from the mean, you still got these, you still got these rituals, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether it's church on Sunday as your ritual and it anchors you once a week, or whether it's every morning meditating or every morning going for a run, or, or mm-hmm. just telling yourself that five days a week you got to do something. So I, I try to, I try to crank out like forty to fifty push-ups, three or four times a day. That's another thing yeah. that I added to it. Nice. Um, you know, and, and 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 just just add these habits into your life so that once you 
when the canvas is blank and, and you really have a bunch of choices, you, you narrow it down. So it's like, okay, well, I have a bunch of choices to do, but I'm already, I'm already dedicated to doing this stuff, which I know is good for me. So like, let's fill the rest of it in the stuff that makes me feel this good, which is generally going to be finishing what you started. True, because um, some people will, will tell you, hey, you know, uh, show me the results. <clears throat> show me, you know, what you've been doing, all, all the work. Um, because this other stuff is just feel good, but feel is part of it, right? It's not everything, not at all, uh, because you can go, um, you know, you can go to the library and pull up your laptop and be like, I'm working from home today, right? And start doing some stuff, but not really get anything done, but you, you went and got your Starbucks, or you did this and you got a sandwich, and then you... Uh, you know, you checked your Facebook and you did all this other stuff. What you did is you got distracted, but you felt good because you were in a business type setting. Other people were in the library doing the same thing as you, and you felt good about it, but you didn't accomplish anything. The flip side of that, which is kind of what we're talking about, when you go for a run, when you, um, you know, eat healthy foods, you drink healthy, you go for a walk, you breathe deeply, you feel good, but now your mind, your body, your everything is optimized to perform and accomplish the task. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you completely. Um, I try to do similar things. I really am a big, a big advocate of getting outside and if possible, get to the park or even into the woods uh, because they actually did a, um, I think in Japan, they found this study that um, leaves, the dead leaves, uh, specifically put off, I forget what it is now, uh, put off like a, uh, I don't know what the word is, a quality, a, a substance, yeah. like, like the smell of dead leaves, really? that actually increases your uh, your pheromones and your happiness and your, your sense of, of uh, fullness and completion. So they send depression um, uh, the subjects to walk in the woods to breathe deeply. So I'm a big advocate of that stuff. It's very true because when you go in the woods, it's quiet, right? And you can truly think. And for me, that's one of my best, like, quote unquote, meditation times. Connection with um, open spaces, man. Yeah, it's just, it is it is a blank space, you know, for, for me. You know, I'm, I'm very solidly Christian, and, um, you know, to, to, to be able to connect with my creator that way is, is awesome, just to be able to appreciate that. And back to what you said about what we what we put in, we, we put out. Um, parents have known this forever, okay? It's no secret. Because... How many times do your parents say, oh, I don't, I don't like your friends, I don't like the people you're running with, it's changing you, right? I've gotten that, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very true, and I always tell people, the people that you spend time with and the books you read now will be what you become in five years. And it's so true, I've seen it a tenfold around me and, and myself. And I think uh, one of my favorite quotes and uh, we can kind of wrap this up because we're getting to, to time here. But one of my favorite quotes is, it's better to walk alone in the wrong, uh, sorry, better to walk alone in the right direction than to follow the herd in the wrong direction. And I think that pretty much sums up what we're talking about today too. 100%, but, uh, good way to, way to bring it home. Yeah. Do you have anything uh, to add for closing closing arguments? Definitely want to get your contact information for the, for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> My contact information is go to connectwithpablo.com. You can sign up for my email list there where I'm coming out with a book about how to connect with people at conferences. You'll be the first to receive it for free. 
Follow me on PG Storytelling on Instagram. That's where I like to spend most of my time. You know, I give networking tips. I also try to show how cool I am by showing pictures of what I eat and my dogs and uh, like surfing and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything that everybody tries to be cool about. Plus, yeah. I try to add value. Yeah. And what I really want to say, my, my message is this. We didn't... We didn't become the top of the food chain by working alone. No caveman left their cave and took down a woolly mammoth one-on-one. -on -one. We did it by working together to communicate, take down an objective much bigger than ours, which then gave us food sustenance for a while, clothing for a while, and, 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 and the human, the human species has evolved that way. Nobody built a Roman aqueduct so that we could live in cities by themselves. Neil Armstrong didn't get to space by engineering his own spacecraft, piling it in himself, walking out on the moon, whatever. Everything great that we've ever accomplished has come from community and has come from working together with people. So we live in a world right now where you can launch an e-commerce business and get to like a million dollar business basically by yourself in a couple of years. But if you want to accomplish something significant, if you want to take that little million dollar business to the next level, if you really want to have an impact on the world, you are going to have to do it with other people. You can't do it by yourself. So work on your ability to communicate with people, work on your ability to empathize with people, work on your ability to ask questions to understand what people's values are, and really, really work on getting to know what your own value is so that you can be very, very clear on what you can provide for others, because that is the way that we lift each other up. We are going from a world that has subsided on power over forever. It's been, I, you know, I have this plot of land, I'm gonna exploit it over these people, or, or, or I have this piece of knowledge I'm gonna keep to myself and I'm gonna make all these people work for me. Knowledge is free, all of this information is now free. Whatever sense of power or control you think that you can keep from other people is an illusion. We're moving to a world where it's power with. The people that are gonna win are gonna figure out how to win by bringing other people to win with them, not, mm -hmm. not to win despite of someone else losing. It's no more win, I win, you lose. It's how can we all win together so that, like we said, the sum of the parts ends up being much greater than the individual, than the individual pieces. So focus on community, build people around you, learn to work with other people, understand that you, if, you, if somebody isn't understanding you and what you're saying, it's not their fault, it's your fault. You need to figure out a way to meet them in their headspace so they get what you're saying and then you can cause change. So work on communication, build relationships, and that's how you're really creating impact. Amen. Guys, I can't say that any better. So we're just gonna close this off by saying, uh, share this with your family, your friends, your neighbors, because this is, this is powerful stuff. Um, hope you took notes. If you haven't, do me a favor, go back, listen to it again, and take notes because uh, this is what is going to help you uh, really get to the next level in your life, in your business, in your relationships. So until next time, stay happy, stay humble, stay joyful.
that's it. Episode one, the prequel. I really want to thank the Stiltsville for letting me use this awesome music. I want to encourage you to go follow them. And I encourage you to stick around. We're going to talk to a bunch of other people. It's not just me gamming on, even though I'm going to give you some advice. But I want you to follow me with this journey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll see you on every other episode from here on out. Bye. Stage with a crowd, she danced like a name.